With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, this, this is, 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 is Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Thank you for downloading today's show. Much appreciated. Coming up, Nick refuses to play ball. I refuse to fucking comment on GSP until he actually walks to the octagon. I'm sorry. But I've got it on today's agenda, mate. We're a bit fucked otherwise because then this podcast is only going to be 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And people <laughs> might fuck us off. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to talk about it if you want mine. He also decides that he fancies a sex change. I would love to look like Chris. <laughs> she is ripped, like man ripped. You know what I mean? I'd love to have them bolder shoulders. But anyway. And we're both a little bit dumbfounded by Derek Lewis. How is this guy winning? I've no idea. How the fuck? I, I don't know. He's like he's like the dude that just <laughs> drinks in your local pub, isn't he? He's so How out is of this fucking guy shape. He's ridiculous. A legit UFC He's top six. title He's contender. Top six heavyweights now. In man. 2017. It's ridiculous. You're listening to the Fight Disciples Podcast. Welcome to episode 78 of the Fight Disciples Podcast. Hope you are well. This one is dedicated to the world of UFC. If you uh, subscribe to us on a weekly basis, thank you. If you don't, go to our website, fightdisciples.com. All the buttons are there, and you can get us on Audio Boom and iTunes. We're also available on social media, which is kicking off right now. Uh, thanks to the fellow uh, Fight Disciples that listen to us weekly and interact with us on social media, which you can do on every single day. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Fight Disciples. Thank you very much to Daz, who was listening to yesterday's boxing show yeah. whilst he was doing the Winders. Grafting, mate. He's out there grafting. He's got his headphones on. He's doing the bit. He had his bobble hats on. Yeah. Look, Baltic, wherever he were, looked like he was freezing his tits off. <laughs> did, but we were yeah. keeping him warm with the show. Yeah. This is what it's all about. People texting us from all over the world now, saying, hey, lads, when you're on your world tour, you're more than welcome to come and sit down on our couch. Cap, keep down, lads. We had people texting us from Adelaide and Darwin in Australia. Yeah. Amazing scenes. Edinburgh. I love Edinburgh as a city. We'll get up there for the lash. No bother whatsoever. It sounds good to People me. People yeah. texting in, getting involved with the show. We've this... literally got an Australian tour pretty much mapped out if we just go sofa surfing. We could literally go Nailed sofa it. to sofa. Nailed it. All we need now is that millionaire to come forward with the flights. Maybe Dickie, Bran- Dickie Branson. If Dickie's listening to us now from his island and wherever his island is, it's in the uh, ne- is the it- Twilight Zone, isn't it, somewhere? Or the- ne- is it Necker Island? Necker Island, yeah. If That's he's on Necker now listening to the show, I'm sure he is. He's a big couple fan. of virgin flights. Couple of virgin flights. I thought flights. you were going to say a couple of virgins. I thought you were going to take us to the next level. <laughs> Woo! That's a whole different podcast. That's next year's X rated thing that we're going to do for you. <laughs> couple this, of flights to Australia and we go surf a surf. This has all come off the back of uh, us on yesterday's boxing show talking about where people listen to us mm-hmm. in the world. Now, Daz obviously listens to us whilst he's doing his work in the morning. So now what we want you to do, if you could, like what Daz did, take a little bit of a selfie of yourself how you are listening to us. I want to know how you are listening to us. We get lots of messages from people that are listening to us while they're driving the trucks and the vans and stuff like that as they're doing the deliveries overnight, yeah. keeping people comfortable. Cabbies, Uber yeah. drivers, all and that. Whatever, yeah. That's cool. So obviously if you're doing that, don't fucking do it while you're driving because you'll get us shut down, right? Just 
do it whilst you're safe, maybe parked somewhere, all yeah. right, if you want to take a picture of yourself driving. But if you're like Daz and you're not about doing the windows or you're walking the dog, how do you, how do you consume the Fight Disciples podcast? Yep. Send us a message and let us know. Because Stockholm especially, we haven't heard from anyone from Stockholm no. yet. Our so, third biggest mm, demographic. Yeah, I think that's bullshit now that, uh, that that's happened. Because no we spoke about it on yesterday's show, nobody from Stockholm. Maybe they don't understand us. Maybe they're thinking, <laughs> what did they say? What are they listening to us for? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No idea whatsoever. <laughs> loads of Scousers, loads of people from London. We've had the Australians on. We just need them Stockholm guys. Yeah, we, we need the Swedes three. now. So what's going on with the Swedes? We want pictures of Swedes. Walking around Stockholm, listening to the show. Please, if you, if you wouldn't mind that. Outside the Glebe, the Globe, the Globe Theatre, I think it is. I don't know, I've never so been. I've been twice, yeah, Gustafsson for the Globe Theatre, I think, so. Yeah. That's the money shot. Right. The Gustafsson outside the Globe Theatre money shot, that's what we want to see. Please get involved if you can, at Fight Disciples on Twitter, you can tag us all in uh, your Instagram stuff as well, same address, much appreciated. Um, we're getting a little bit uh, excited this week because we've been eulogising over this for quite some time, obviously thinking that the man would come back. We knew that he would come back at some point, but now he's standing on the dotted line. It is uh, the return of uh, GSP. Je suis de retour, which is the name of today's episode. I thought we got continental, seeing as that we were doing demographics. <laughs> Why not, eh? See if we can get some guys in from Montreal. Th- this is what I've got What's to say Toronto? about GSP. You ready? Zip. Throw. You're not saying anything about it? You know why? Why? Because I've spent the last four years, I think it is, since he last fought. Since he fought Johnny Hendricks. Three, must be three, four years. It'll be four years. Writing articles in Fighters Only magazine and interviews. I did an interview with him last year. Interviews with GSP saying, the comeback's on, the comeback's on, the comeback's on. And I've written it that many times. I'm sick of writing the goddamn headline. So... I refuse to fucking comment on GSP until he actually walks to the octagon. I'm sorry. But I've got it on today's agenda, mate. We're a bit fucked otherwise because then this podcast is only going to be 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And people <laughs> might fuck us off. So I'm going I'm I'm to need you to talk about it if you wouldn't mind. Um, his coach has come out saying well, let, that, Can we talk about opponents? That's what I'm going oh, yeah, yeah. Rather than... I don't want to talk about whether he will or he won't because I still don't think he actually will. Well, do you want me to... I'll, I'll chuck some stuff your way then. Okay. And then you can get your thoughts on that. Not necessarily on GSP as Listen, a I spoke to George last year. He gave me all the spiel all right, about coming right, back and doing me deal and blah, blah, blah. And uh, it never happened. And I thought, you know what? I'm fucking not writing that story again. That, that and Fedor's coming to the UFC. They're so, the stories I've written so many times and they're just never going to happen. Listen, but, you're so bitter, aren't you? You've been let down by these guys so many times. You just throw your toys out. But listen, you've just got to just let it go. Don't, be, bi- don't be bitter, be better. Good point. All right? Good point. So yeah. we're going to talk about GSP now and then we're going to talk about Fedor just to piss you off a little bit more. <laughs> Seems that he had a bit of a weekend, didn't he, at weekend? Bloody hell, fire. Anyway, his coach, this is GSP's coach, Yeah. He wants Connor or Bispin. That's Firas. Firas Zahabi, yeah. five star. He wants Connor or Bispin. Yeah. The latter is, uh, well, Bispin wants it as well, doesn't he? Because 100%. we spoke about it a million times. He doesn't want Yol. He wants the big money fight. He wants GSP and it makes more sense for Bispin to do that. 100%. And Bispin was, is happy to moonwalk his way to Montreal for GSP's big comeback and put his middleweight title on the line. Of course he is. And it's the exact reason is because... He ends five times the money fighting GSP. Cheddar, cheddar, then, he, then he does fighting Yol Romero. You cannot hate a man for that. Are you surprised that even though he has been in the UFC for such a long time, Mike, he admitted this week that he's never had a million pound payday, million dollar payday? Uh, I'm I'm quite surprised by that. To be honest with you, I, I would be surprised. Perhaps that is winner's check from the UFC, but it would be it would. It would surprise me greatly if he hasn't earned a million pound from a fight. From an individual fight. Sponsorships and everything else that comes with it. 
maybe his paycheck wasn't yeah. a million pounds. Well, this one definitely would be. If it was a GSP fight, that would be a million dollar payday. Well, it'd be the biggest payday of his career by a country mile, yeah. And you could argue that the fight with Yoel Romero won't be as big no, as the here. rematch with Dan Henderson or even the fight with Anderson, potentially. No. You know, chances are his, his pay structure may have gone down slightly because there the isn't thing, a the, pay-per-view fight. The thing about it, we spoke on last week's show regarding when do you fit the Mike Bispin Yoel Romero fight in. And yeah. we, you were saying, well, fucking hell, it's going to be ages because there's... July, some, I think we, we said. Yeah, because there's so many fights already nailed on for yeah. for top-level uh, pay-per-view events. Well, now, we know full well that GSP is going to be the back end of the year. Yeah. So that Bisping will sense. happily, happily wait until the back end of the year. We worked it out last week, and I think July, the big doubleheader in July 7th and the 8th or whatever it is in July, that was the first pay-per-view date that is available. With the tough weekend, yeah? Following the tough final, yeah. yeah. But then we were saying, basically, Cody Garbrandt and <laughs> Dillashaw will yeah. be headlining that event. Yeah. But then what they may do is that may be co-main and GSP Bisping could be main. So I'm not ruling out, ruling out that July event. But if GSP and, again, take it with a pinch of salt, he's coming back at the end of the year. <laughs> Listen, I've been burnt by the man, seriously. Yeah, yeah. He stood me up so many times. He's, yeah, yeah, he's cheating on him. I, I, can't, I can't, you know, I can't believe a word Keep going back, mate. Keep going back for that love. <laughs> Keep going back for it. Listen, does GSP will have to go into the pool now regarding the new testing that they've talked about this week, yeah? Yes. That's all come out. So they've got new provisions regarding returning athletes, which has got to go into an anti-doping pool for six months before yeah. they're allowed to compete. Unless your name's Brock Lesnar. Well, that's the reason for it. Come on, because he was smacked off his fucking tits. Yeah? Yeah. So that's the reason why this has all been brought in. GSP will have to go into this pool, which then, again, aligns this for September, October, yeah. rather than July is what we're talking about right now, which fits with Mike's schedule. He's had an injury. He's, fit, he's fixing his knee. He wants that million dollar per day. He wants that fight. This, uh, GSP will want that fight, man. Um, when I spoke to GSP, just to butt in there, though, when I spoke to GSP last year, he said he'd already started the testing. So he's already been in the pool. He's already in the pool. All right. So it's not from the signing of a contract. No. He's already in the. He's already, he's already involved. In he's already been getting right. tested. He's, so he says. So he said at the time. You don't but, trust uh, him after he cheated on you, though, do you? I really don't know. Not just once. It's about four times. Adam, so <laughs> more fool you, my friend, for keep going back. <laughs> exactly. But it's George. We love George. Yeah, absolutely. We do love George. What do you make of um, Freddie Roach being the man in the corner for George Saint Pierre? Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Again, let's, let's see if it actually happens. Uh, he's, he's worked with Freddie Roach for years he's, he's done his bo- boxing with Freddie Roach certainly for the last two years of his pro career but Freddie Roach was never actually physically in the corner Yeah, you know Fearless has always been in the corner well once Fearless kind of took over from Greg Jackson you know he's uh, he's always kind of evolved his training patterns so I can see him working with Freddie again they've done it previously I still can't see Freddie Roach walking to the octagon and wearing a Reebok tracksuit to be honest with you I can't see that happening but you never know you're probably cut up about this GSP stuff, aren't you? Listen, just don't believe anything GSP, <laughs> GSP tells you until it actually happens. Until you like. see him in the octagon. Yeah, yeah exactly. You- but listen, that was the massive thing, you know, the drug testing thing, that's, that was what GSP wanted. When he was world champion, he was pushing for that more than anybody. Mm. He wanted the Clean Olympic sport. standard sport uh, testing. And when that wasn't happening, that was part of the reason he became disillusioned and wanted out of the sport. Yeah. So now that's in place, that's only basically putting a welcome mat out. The problem with GSP is, let's get down to brass tacks. Here he goes now. He's going to wear his dirty laundry. Go on. This is why GSP hasn't fought in the UFC for four years or whatever. And it's because he's he's got a massive, massive deal with Under Armour. Under Armour, GSP is basically their poster poster boy in Canada. Canada. He is the man. 
And he's like the answer. You... What we are experiencing, if you're a boxing fan and you listen to this as well, what Anthony Joshua is here with Under Armour, he is Under Armour oh, yeah, in completely. Canada. That's and has what been that is. for the last five, six years, yeah. at least. But... And obviously the UFC have got a Reebok deal. So you cannot wear Under Armour, you've got to wear Reebok. But if you're, if you're paying GSP millions and millions of dollars to be your Under Armour poster boy... And, and then walk to the octagon in Reebok. He, he, wears, he wears nothing but Reebok for a fortnight in and around a live event. Well, how does that work? So, no doubt that's where that that's why GSB had taken him so long to get back inside the octagon. Go back six months after we'd after I'd spoken to him, it still didn't happen. I was like, you know what? I can see it. There's more chance of him going to Bellator. When Rory went to Bellator and yeah. everything else, I was like, he's going to go to Bellator. This is crazy. But. You know, it looks like uh, Ari, Ari Emanuel's finally sorted what has been an absolute saga with GSP. And fingers crossed, and I'm, I genuinely mean that, keep your fingers crossed, we do get to see GSP. In, Against in Bispin. Again again. I'm not interested, I'll be honest with you, I'm not interested in any other fight for him. Yeah. Just because but, of but the McGregor. Way- McGregor's oh, oh, the money okay. fight. But come on, McGregor's the money fight. what weight? 170. It has to be 170, because he can't get down lower than that. No, and uh, and certainly Connor. Connor shouldn't be shouldn't be going any higher than that. Yeah, yeah. One seventy makes absolute sense, um, and he could probably, you know, what it doesn't even need to be an, an inter, it doesn't need to be anything. It just, just it's a just super fight. fight. Yeah, okay, and uh, I can see that happening. The third fight, of course, with his dodgy win the other week, would be the Anderson Silva fight. Finally, happened after all these years. I could see that fight happening. Do you want to see that fight happen? Um, I don't. I it, only want to see either one of those two that you've mentioned. It's exactly the UFC equivalent of Pacquiao Mayweather. That's exactly what GSP versus Anderson in 2017 is. Mm. And if GSP's, you know, don't he's, you could argue he's going to be out. He's been out the ring for so long. He's going to have ring rust. But GSP's a lot younger, a lot stronger, a lot more of an athlete. And if Anderson Silva turns up that fourth Derek Brunson, GSP will absolutely and utterly smash him to bits. But that fight makes sense. That fight doesn't piss off the middleweight division. Bisping stays on with Romero. McGregor's obviously having a kid and everything anyway, so he's not ready to come back just yet. And you know what? For me, I think right here, right now, Anderson is probably favourite for that fight. Bisping, obviously from Mike's point of view and from 2016, would love to see him get it. Financially, the carrot yeah. is McGregor. McGregor, GSP, is like a stadium fight that's that's huge that's the biggest fight you can make in the UFC right now financially is GSP comeback against Conor McGregor that makes more money than anything we'll get on to Conor in a minute because he's had a hectic week where people have been getting a little bit carried away with themselves thinking that he's signing up and the deal's already done with the uh, Mayweather we'll get an official line in a minute on that because we like to slag off a local newspaper here in Liverpool um, however we were talking drugs before and testing Cyborg's clear, man. She's ready to rock and roll and mow down some bitches. She's ready to go again. She's been given the all clear from USADA. <laughs> oh, mate, our social media mate. Hi, Jermaine. Hi, it's uh, Sean Shelby, matchmaker for the UFC. I've got some great news for your first title defence. Chris Cyborg's back. Dude. <laughs> Jermaine? Yeah, exactly. Jermaine. Not exactly. a cat else chance she answering that call, mate. Jesus Christ. What beautiful timing, eh? What yeah. beautiful timing. We obviously have a new weight division, Cyborg's out, we have a new champion, Cyborg's automatically ready to get yeah. back in their mix. Exactly. She's, you know, she's argued a case and good on it, obviously. Physically, as a as a fan, she's been, bu- let's, let's make it clear, in the past, Chris Cyborg has been busted for taking juice, for juicing up, in the past. And then... Just look at him, man. It's not that hard huge. to fucking she's, sell, is it? You know, to be honest... I, 
I would love to look like Chris. <laughs> she is ripped, like man ripped. You know what I mean? I'd love to have them bolder shoulders. But anyway, she's t- she's failed the test obviously this year. Uh, she argued the case that it's for a special kind of ja- diuretic that yeah. she is medically needs to use and blah blah. And anyway, they've you know they've, they've cleared her for it and stuff like that. So let's not vilify her. Let's just kind of go okay then. The whole point of this division was set up because for they you? Want, yeah they wanted to make it for Cyborg because she couldn't exactly. get down any lower to to make that Ronda Rousey fight. There is literally well as we saw there was two blown up bantamweight two four for the belt. Yeah. You've got Chris Cyborg who's the legit featherweight champion. And then there's an Australian girl, a name escapes me now, tattooed up to bits. She's huge. She's a killer. She's legit. And she's current Invicta featherweight champion, I think, the women's okay. only promotion. She's a badass. She will be in the UFC literally, you know, by the end of the week, if you know, I would have thought, uh, because they need to fill out that weight division. But right now, all these girls that were at bantamweight that were like, Holly Holman, Jaman Randway fighting for the belt. Oh, okay, then, you know, I, I fancy a bit of that and I won't have to cut weight and blah. Mm. And then suddenly they read the headlines, they cyborgs back. It's Fuck like, that. ooh, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta get back down the gym. Put that donut down. <laughs> it's good news, though, for the for the female game because they're looking for a superstar. Ronda, is, yeah. she ain't coming back, man. No. We need that superstar in the female game. Cyborg could be that kid because she's got yeah. a great personality. She's fantastic on all social medias. When you in- when you see her interviewed, she's absolutely brilliant personality wise. She's a fucking killer in the octagon. Yeah, yeah. Stay off the juice, kid, and you could be the poster girl for quite some time. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny the women's division at the moment. You know, let's call Cyborg what she is. The featherweight champ. <laughs> no, she hasn't got the belt. <laughs> bit, the like, bit like Connor. He yeah. has the belts, but they yeah. took him off in that vibe. Let, yeah. Let's basically tell you how it is. I apologise for Jermaine Demandame. Do we have a big following in Holland? Probably not. Not, no, I don't think we're listed in Holland at this there moment you go, in that's time, sound. mate. Fuck them. We fuck them off for Sweden. We yeah, love you, exactly. Swedes. Swedes. Gustafsson's back, baby. There's <laughs> an exclusive as well. More of that later. Mm. Um, so we've got Chris Cyborg, number one. Amanda Nunes, number one. Joanna Gizrazek, number one. And all of them speak, you know, pretty much broken English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we need to get them girls down, man. We need to get them elocution lessons. We need to get them selling themselves to the US audience. I love Chris Cyborg because she's just a freak, like a big monster. Mm. And uh, obviously Amanda Nunes got this amazing love story going on, and that's a great story. And Joanna is just Don't like, give her any know, shit. She, your, can, she can do what the fuck she wants. Your favourite fighter, Joanna Jadrizer. Do what she yeah. wants. So she's not bothered. It's a sick little division at the moment, but what we haven't got is a... Uh, an English speaking star yeah, that yeah. can really drive it forward, and that is so important. That is yeah, so for important. The, yeah, of course it is. I know that might sound like we're uh, being biased towards a particular race. I don't or mean a British, American, no, Canadian, not at all. Whatever, Absolutely, yeah. just for the good of the growth of the game. That's yeah. what needs to happen. Uh, speaking of which, Holly Holm has appealed her two oh uh, eight loss uh, for shots after the bell. Kind of expected, yeah. So she should, yeah. What so re- she should. What do you reckon happens off the back of that? Um, there should be an inquiry. The, the New York State uh, Commission will probably back down and will probably, uh, you know, they're not going to make it a no contest or anything like that. They'll reprimand that referee. That referee should should never have been in there anyway, as we discussed on last week. Got week's some show. more referee chat coming up later on so, with a Derek Loose fight. What a belter that was, but we'll get to that later. Well, yeah, exactly. So, But that guy won't ever be, won't ever be put in that position again by the New York. And it's just a shame that... You know, we didn't just get to... It took the edge off what was a great event in Brooklyn. But I listen, if I was Team Holly Holm, and I'm a big fan of Holly Holm, damn right she should get an, either an immediate rematch or something should happen. Mm. Deranda May was cheating deliberately, in my opinion. I'm all right she with that. She knew exactly what she was doing. I'm all right with that. No, no, yeah. I'm all right. She knew exactly what she was doing. 
what's gone against Holly Holm more than anything else is the fact that Chris Cyborg is available again and this whole weight division was made for anyway. Fucked up, innit? Uh, you've just mentioned um, about an exclusive that you're going to give us in a minute, but I thought I'd throw towards the UFC London fans that are excited about March 18th. Uh, Gunny is uh, back in business. He's been uh, announced uh, on the card for March 18th. Yeah, Colmain. Mr. Nelson. Everybody's quite excited about that because it was... Not flat, because it's a great card, don't get me wrong. It's just that we've been comparing it to Bellator's card in London. Yeah. And they're big men. It's just nice to have another, what you would class as a European superstar, on that card just to get the old juices flowing once again. Exactly. Listen, I'm a massive fan of Goody Nelson, you know. He's uh, an absolute beast. And um, he's one guy that really suffers from all this crazy weight cutting that's going on, you know. Uh, I'm not happy the UFC brought their weight cut, their weight, their weigh-ins forward to Friday morning, mm. and now, well, they've even stopped. I think for the last event, they didn't even do that that sham weigh-in now in the afternoon with all the fans. They didn't even do one because mm. they get weighed in now first thing Friday morning at the hotel. It is for health and safety reasons, though, of the fight to rehydrate. I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree. You think they should? Twenty-four hours is enough. That's fine. I, I don't agree that bringing it forward 12 hours another 12 hours, so it's now like 36 yeah. hours. I don't believe that helps at all. I just think guys think, well, I've got more time to rehydrate so I'll kill myself even more I'll fight to get that's even a good more point. weight I never off. thought of it like that yeah that's a fair point so I just think it's, it makes, it's making shit even worse so and Gunny Nelson's a real advocate of this like Gunny's obviously fights at welterweight the guy probably walks around about 180 you know what I mean he literally cuts nothing yeah he, most of that comes off in training camp he doesn't have he goes for a shit cuts. on the morning of the way and that's it that, that is literally it you know and you know, you could argue for me, Gunny. If Gunny done it like a lot of the American ex wrestlers do, like most guys in this sport do, Gunny could probably make lightweight. No problem, honestly. I think he's not. He's not the biggest welterweight out there, mm. but he's comfortable. He, it's all about the challenge for Gunny Nelson. He's got that Iceman approach. He's got a massive following here in the UK. Obviously, we've seen him here fight before. It's wicked that he's on this card, and uh, I've got so much time for Gunny Nelson. I think we've only seen a flash of what Gunny is actually capable of. We know his jiu-jitsu is off the chart, but his striking game's coming on so much better. I just think he just needs that little run of results, and uh, you know he could really have a title push out of Gunny Nelson as well. I, I genuinely believe that at welterweight. But then again, this fight in London's a good fight. Alan Juban, man, is a badass. Mm. You know, it's a real good, you know, top fifteen. All top 15 welterweight clash. So, smashing addition to this London card. And yes, you know, we did mention it last week. We do think the Bellator main is better than this UFC London main event. But the card, the card stacks up. But the the UFC London card is way better than the Bellator London card will be. Of course, that that goes without saying. And you just got to try and put it on levels. You know, I'm not saying for a second that Jimmy Manua and, and Corey Anderson are kind of any lesser fighters in terms of looking at Paul Daly and Rory MacDonald. It's just the excitement factor. That's e- what it is. Exactly. Corey and Jimmy could play out Could play out great. Could play out amazing. That's what if we Jimmy want. If Jimmy does to... Um, Light him up to the way Corey, he did. Like OSP. Exactly. Fucking hell. We're, Unbelievable. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I just don't know where, how these two balance out stylistically and where they are. For me, if, if, if Jimmy turns up, it's not even a fight. He'll just obliterate him. Yeah. The reason I'm excited about the Bellator fight, just to put clarity on that, is... Both these guys are, you know, let's be honest, UFC rejects. They're both at a similar position in their careers. And it could be a tot-a-tot war. They both love to scrap. Like, literally, both of them are like brawlers. Mm. 
you know, and uh, that's why I like that fight. I'm not saying it's any better, blah, you know, but from a fan, just stylistically, that just looks like it's going to be a fucking bloody mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why that's a cool fight. But the the rest of the London card, especially now Gunny's on it, it stacks up. Brad's last fight as well, Brad Pickett's yeah, last yeah. fight. Cannot wait for that ring walk. If you're giving us some exclusive news, come on then, give us some Alexander news. Well, I'm going to give it because of our third biggest demographic. Yeah. And you named your bloody son after him, so go on, carry on. We're coming back. The UFC is heading back to Stockholm, baby. Little exclusive there. And the mall is going to be top of the bill. Gustafsson, top of the tree, mate. Top yeah, of so the tree. Uh, the, that's a cheeky little exclusive I'm going to drop there. Keep your eye on, obviously, all the usual MMA uh, breaking news websites and all, all them fools that follow each other to break it first. You hear the ear first. Tickets will be going on sale soon. <laughs> Are you just slagging off everybody in our industry there? Well, we're not. We're not breaking news. We're not. We don't, we're we're not, not listen. We we're don't not. do things first. We do things best. That's what we exactly. try to do. Exactly. And what it will drop is that Gustafsson's coming back, baby, and it's going to be in Stockholm, our third biggest demographic. And if any of our world tour, here we go. Any of our Swedish listeners are listening now. Mm. We'll get over. We'll stay with you. Put us up. <laughs> We'll do a they fight for think that we're show. fucking weirdos, live. man. Thinking, who are these two fucking clowns in my living room doing can, a live radio show? We can do a live radio show around the UFC Stockholm event with Gustafsson top of the bill. Yeah, and we'll take you to the event with us. There you go. There you go. That's a gig, isn't it? Not off. So you put us up in Stockholm. If you li- Listen, you've got to be a legit Stockholm resident. We're not like staying on the suburbs where there's like fucking nothing in the sheep. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> we want to be right in the middle of Stockholm. You've got to lay us up with some beers, man. We're not paying for any beers. So yeah. fill your fridge up yeah. and we'll have a bit of a week. We'll get you in there with Alex. A right? week? A week? Three, day, three days is couple Saturday. of days. Yeah, a couple of days. Three days. Weigh listen, in. Listen, you say week. Like me and you could get a week pass no after misses. And Might, I'm struggling to get a day. Exactly. <laughs> I'm burning back on the ferry. That's what I'm doing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> listen, quick one. We've always got to give a little bit of a Connor update. Um, last week we were slagging off that newspaper that we absolutely can't stand in Liverpool because yep. they broke a story that wasn't even a story because they wanted some clickbait. Shite. Uh, McGregor, Mayweather. We know that McGregor's been out in uh, Las Vegas this week. He's been answering, obviously, the crimes of throwing bottles. He's been asking for a little bit more of a review on that. But we are led to believe that not only did he meet uh, the uh, the Nevada Athletic Commission, he also went for a little bit of a meeting with TMT, and then he also went for a meeting with UFC. We don't know what the ins and outs of the TMT and UFC meeting are at, mm-hmm. but that's kind of where we're at this moment in time, aren't we? We're in that still at the early stages of negotiation. Yeah, exactly. From you know, from what we know, is that. Uh, the UFC are very much not even at the table at this point. They may well be in the last from the last 24, 48 hours, but as of as of uh, Connor's uh, you know flying in on Friday, the UFC weren't involved. Hopefully, they're now involved. Hopefully, conversations are actually progressing forward. Ignore the shite that was in the Scum newspaper last week. <laughs> I'll name drop my fucking hate. Ignore that shite, because that was completely substantiated bollocks. Uh, The fight isn't going to be announced anytime soon, but all roads are suggesting that something may happen. Now, whether GSP's GSP's return may change that, because the UFC might go Wi-Fi Floyd in a boxing match for this kind of money, which is going to get tied up, and Showtime will want money, and this, you know, when we can just go... We own this, baby. You just fight GSP. And you'll get let, we'll, we'll proper weighed in. Why don't you do a trilogy fight with GSP? Why don't you fight GSP in Dublin? Then we'll fight GSP in Montreal. And then, then we'll, we'll do it in a, Vegas. Then we'll have a Vegas final. Yeah, man. Fuck, that's gonna you make- should get into the fucking matchmaking game, bro. 
They're looking for a few, aren't they? That's, over in the UFC, they've just, they've just replaced their old matchmaker yeah. with, with a new guy. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not slagging the new guy. I, I really like him, Mick Maynard from Legacies. Uh, Look at you now. You're bumming him up, trying to fucking get a gig along his side. You could fel- be his listen, assistant, listen, couldn't you? I don't want to work. Why, do I, why would I want to work as a matchmaker for the UFC when I've got fucking Fight Disciples podcast? Because we'll get an exclusive with Conor McGregor, mate. That's why. <laughs> get yourself over there. Get them contacts, lad. Come on. Um, we will keep you up to date with that. We won't spin you any shit on that particular thing. We'll give you it straight. So if you want the honest uh, status, state of play with that particular Mayweather-McGregor, listen to us. If you want the bullshit version, go and click on the Scum's website. Yeah, exactly. Good point. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Now then, to UFC Halifax, and probably the greatest post-fight interview that I have ever seen in my entire life. Entire life. We, we, we're a big fan of the post-fight interview, mainly for calling out people and getting a little bit irate and making the theatre of fight sports come to life. But when you stick a microphone in the face of uh, the black beast that is Derek Lewis after he's just absolutely chinned Ronda Rousey's boyfriend, expect fireworks, my friends. Expect fireworks. Did you Were you looking at it in awe or were you just looking at it absolutely pissing yourself all the way through that conversation? And, and do you know what? Because I follow him, the Black Beast on uh, on social media, his Instagram is like legendary, his Twitter account is... Some of the posts that he's thrown post-fight have been brilliant. Have you seen the one where he's like... He's pulling Ronda pulling Rouser Ron, towards Ronda. the gate or something, like whatever he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> just chain wrapped around yeah, the waist yeah, yeah, and yeah. pulling it in. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he is funny. Like There was a, one of them last week singing Adele and crying in his car he's while awesome. he was singing along to Adele. But... So I kind of knew I was expecting something like that to come. But what I don't get is, like, we're fans. We're fans of the Black Beast. Who yeah, isn't? Yeah. You can't be a UFC fan and not love this guy. But how is this guy winning? I have no idea. How the fuck? How, I don't know. He's like he's like the dude that just <laughs> drinks in your local pub, <laughs> isn't he? He's so how out is of this fucking guy shape. He's ridiculous. A legit UFC he's top six. title contender. He's top six heavyweights now, In man. 2017. It's ridiculous. Technique-wise. Dog Tra- shit. It's Tra- dog shit. Travis Brown. Ground game way better, height and reach way better, boxing much crisper, kicking game far better. <laughs> what the fuck? He could, ju- he just needs to tap you, and you are out. He's just like a huge, massive monster that just walks forward and just loads up them. He's hands. like, do you know, like he's like a YouTube fighter. Do you know like them dudes yeah. that you see that like like, a ki- proper... like, a, like an old Kimbo slice street? That's fighter. exactly what he like is. A boatyard. Fighter. You watch them guys like thinking to yourself, look at this fucking fat mess, and then all of a sudden he just unleashes something on somebody, and then exactly. they're out, out cold. It's mental. It's you're watching them fight, and you think, how are you ranked in the top ten boy. of I the UFC him. now? I love you, how are you? How are you doing that? How are you even still? How are you relevant in this day and age? He's such a throwback to the old like Don Fry type days, mm. early UFC. To think that in UFC in the 200s now where we are, when we've got technicians like, you know, like Connor and Demetrius Stipe, Johnson. in that weight division, Stipe Miocic, people like that. And, you know, people who are absolute John Jones, like technicians. And you've got this guy. <laughs> Del boy. It just <laughs> loads up and just lets us hang out. But we love it. Did you, did the, the, the funniest thing about it, right? Yes, okay. He said, uh, responding to the kicks to the body that hurt him. They hurt him, yeah, but the, respond, the response was that he just needs a shit. Right, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I just need to go for a poo-poo or whatever whatever he said. And then he said, where's that Ronda Rousey you were just uh, alluding to there? I'm going to get myself some of that fine ass. It's what, these are his words, not mine, because he just knocked out uh, her boyfriend, who he basically accused of um, putting his hands on women. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to the refereeing bit of that in a minute, but after after he does, after he does all that, 
it's just a, it's just a comedic element towards the UFC because it sh- he, he looked fucked, didn't he? <laughs> he's out, of, he's absolutely battered. He's led in the middle of the octagon. He's thinking, if that goes another minute, he might have just passed out anyway with exhaustion <laughs> himself. I loved the way he was flat on his back. And he was smiling, and then he put he rolled and put himself in the recovery <laughs> position, like, like as if someone gets gets knocked out on the playground in school. A teacher co- put him in the recovery position, put him on his side. He put himself in the recovery position. I was like, that's brilliant. That is absolute golden. What do you make? What do you make of the refereeing then? Because obviously Derek's response to the refereeing was, "I was delighted with the refereeing because I don't like Travis Brown." So to let me go for an extra couple of shots was thumbs up to the ref. Well done, ref. <laughs> but Travis Brown was out, man, and yeah. he was taking just blows to the head. We don't want to see that, no matter no. what. The refereeing was shit. Let's be straight. I'm um, listen. I'm a. Li- I'm, I'm not you know messing, but I'm a personal friend of Mario. Like I get on great with Mario. He used to write for the magazine and stuff and uh you know he's he's an absolute diamond. But I was watching a fight and I was like Mario <laughs> Mario he's getting Mario Mario, <laughs> Mario! <laughs> For fuck's sake Mario he's gonna punch his head through the floor. It was like how many times did he have to catch him clean on the ground? Yeah, and he was smashing him and the Travis Brown's head's hitting the canvas. And I'm thinking Travis Brown could sue Mario, mm. like and be like, "I took fucking unlawful punishment there. Like you literally left me in there." To get- mm. Mario's job is to protect the fighters. He did not protect Travis Brown. Like he took way too many huge shots. Huge shots. Like you know, when them big right hand, there was two I think right hands, especially the last one. And oh, it was clean, man. And I was literally- he was out, and it was clean. I'm literally thinking, there goes five years of your life. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Fuck, forget about living to the age of 90 now, son. You're 85. Like, that's how clean they were. It like, was like oh Dan Henderson, Michael Bisping clean after the after it the was, out. yeah. Horrific. It horrific. Was clean, man. What does Travis do now? Where does Travis go? Like, um, he didn't have Edmund. There's noticed Tadverian yeah, wasn't, Tad wasn't in the corner, yeah. But, uh, you know, he actually had two stellar coaches in the corner. Ricky Lundell, who was in his corner, his grappling coaches, an absolute superstar. Ask anyone, any fighter in MMA. Ricky Lundell is literally top three grappling well, coaches how, how, on the well, planet. Well, how do you look at it, right? Because for me, I watched the first round and I thought he won it. Kicking game, I thought was on point, mate. I thought he looked decent in that first round. But you got caught by the Black Bees' big big right hand, end of. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, That's the Tra- game, isn't it? Travis Brown obviously wins the first round convincingly. But gone by the new scoring system, that was probably even a 10-8 round. Yeah, but he kicked him to death. Exactly. All he had to do was keep doing that. But then, as you say, the Black Beast has got that big, <laughs> that big Donkey Kong punch in his locker, any that if Fuck he lands me. it, you're in trouble. And that's the crazy thing: if he fights Stipe, he should get beat up for five rounds. Easy, he would, mate. He wouldn't last five rounds. Fuck off! Uh, right? Could, There's yeah. no way he's lasting five <laughs> yeah, rounds. He could get beat up until for three whole rounds until he finally just like dies of exhaustion. It, it lasting three, the, it, but, middle of the second. At any point in them in. You know, until he completely exhausts himself out. He just needs to, just needs to land. That one he caught him with was just across the top of the head. Now, I know them top of the head ones are brain scramblers, mm. but it wasn't like a thud straight on the top of the head. It was like a clip across the top of the head. Do you know what Travis I want to Brown see? just, whoop, turns to spaghetti. Do you know what I want to see? Nuganu! 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 I was thinking the same thing. Get them two like, in. Yeah! Chuck them two in. Imagine that as a final eliminator. I honestly believe that them two could... La- that it's probably one of the only fights... In the modern era now, that could land, they could both land at the same time and knock each other out yeah. at the same time. They could both be Sparker, Francis, Rocky Nugano Balboa stuff against Derek Lewis, the the Black Beast against the Predator. Fucking hell, that's a fight, isn't it? Some fucking monster movie, I you know that. That's a proper fight. That. Wow, now that 
is a final eliminator, my friend. Yeah, it is. For Stipe. Absolutely. Listen, on the undercard, Johnny Hendricks, he was back, man. Back. 185. And he yeah. even shouted that down the microphone at the end, didn't he? 185, motherfuckers. I'm okay now. Yeah. I don't have to do welterweight no more. I'm here. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay here at this weight category. I thought he looked good. The only problem is that he's got in this weight category is that there's about 10 dudes above him that are absolute fucking mustard. Yeah. Well, you've seen... For me, the proof was at the end of the fight when uh, Brian Stan got in the octagon to actually interview him. And fucking Johnny Hendricks is like nipple height on Brian Stan. Now, Brian Stan obviously was a middleweight. And Johnny Hendricks going, yeah, 85, I love it. And I'm like, mate, you're literally a foot smaller than Brian Stan. And mm. you've got a fucking tyre around your waist. What are you talking about? Mm. Like, what we said on last week's show probably didn't ring true in terms of Hector Lombard because he's just like, must talk about boulder shoulders, muscle on muscle on muscle. But based then, it, that was a fat welterweight fight. That was yeah. that was the two guys who are proper welterweights. They should stay at welterweight. That's their division of Johnny Hendricks. Yeah, but he, he's he's missed weight many many times on that because all right, maybe through lack of discipline he's, and laziness. He can't, he's not going to reach the top of the summit as a middleweight. Any middleweight in the top ten, certainly the top six, just completely and utterly starches him. It's just he's he's too small. Yeah. Okay, he's got that big rig right hand, but you know. Put him in with Yol. Put, put him in. Eat him. Jackeray rip him to bits. Luke Rockhold wouldn't break. They his all sweat. would. They all would. They you know what would. I mean? Wideman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's not a big middleweight. Boys. Yeah, the big lads. So, but this happens. You see, when when these when these career wrestlers, these career college wrestlers, get to a certain age, they don't want to stop competing. They just want to stop making weight. Because they've made weight since they were like fucking seven. They've mm. been on a diet and mm. they've been killing their bodies. And that's how these Derek Lewis don't fuck about with weight. He's not bothered about no, that no. weight. Derek cut. Lewis just Derek, Derek Lewis technically should be a lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> but he just can't be asked. Derek <laughs> you know what? If Mark Hunt wasn't in trouble, imagine how funny Derek oh, Lewis against Mark man. Hunt would be. Holy Toledo. That is serious. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Um, I know that we specialise in talking about the UFC, um, but there's a lot of Bellator news at this moment in time, and I'm sure that a lot of fans of the UFC are crossing over now to Bellator because of the amount of money that they are spending and the amount of great cards they are putting on, especially here in the UK. The UK audience uh, will be fully aware of what's going on um, with Paul Daly and Rory McDonald, which we're all dead excited about later on this year, Bellator London. Um, but at the weekend, it was supposed to be the super fight. Everybody was dead excited about the super fight. Uh, Mitrion versus Fedor didn't happen because uh, Mitrion had to piss a stone through uh, the end of his cock, which we feel extremely sorry for him, uh, but I believe he's done it in the bogs of a Dallas airport. So well done, mate. He managed to get it out, but because the doctor wouldn't pass him, um, the fight was called off at the last minute. Yeah, uh, massive disappointment for Matt Mitrion, obviously, because that was the career that was the career fight for him. You know, that turns as completely, you know, that's that's the biggest scalp on his career, on en- on any Heavyweight's career, to be honest with you. They're supposed to be rescheduling it, aren't they? Yeah, you know, it would have been nice to see. I know it was late, but, you know, you had Czech Congo on the undercard. You had Ollie Thompson on the undercard. It was like, you know, fucking hell. This is Fedor, man. He's in shape. He's ready to go. Get in there. You know, make that fight happen. Pay one of them guys. Go, listen, you ain't fighting tonight. Your opponent's going to fight Fedor now. Well, did you not hear that Chael Sonnen um, approached Bellator 
when he heard that it was off, yeah. Chelsea had approached them and said, I'm in shape, I've only fought a couple of weeks back, let's make it happen. And he, they just couldn't tie it up in time. I believe that Bellator were interested in doing it because they so wanted the Fido fight yeah. to happen. Well, I'd, well, I'd heard Ollie Thompson was was right in the frame as well, but for whatever reason, they just couldn't get it over the line. Well, I think end, it was so. Fido who didn't want last-minute opponents. He prepared for a particular opponent and he didn't want last-minute opponents. Which is surprising when you're talking about Fido. The greatest heavyweight of all time. That's what people... A legend that he is, mm. but... You know, Flo, we know it might have been his contract that he gets paid. You know, as long as, he, as long as he turns up, he gets paid kind of thing. I don't know whether to, whether Fido would be on right now a win bonus anyway. He's probably just on a flat rate for, yeah. for his services. So, And in that contract, probably like if the fight get called off with 48 hours ago, we get to weigh in anyway. It's like, pfft, mm. no bother. Thanks mm. very much. I'll just get paid. So, yeah, disappointing from a fight fan perspective because obviously we wanted to see Fido and just see if there's got anything left in his locker. But... Uh, more gutted than anything for Matt Mitrione. Look at that, the way we started this podcast talking about GSP, a man that Nick, not despises, that's too much of a hard word, but he's made him work harder than Nick wanted to work over the last six years about writing stories that he didn't necessarily, well, he wanted to publish, but he wasn't allowed to publish because GSP kept pulling the plug on a comeback. No, I, I published some of them, <laughs> and he still didn't come back. I made it worse. <laughs> and then we finished the podcast talking about Fido and Milianenko, who uh, did exactly the same thing the over same that period thing, of time yeah. without signing for the UFC. So you've, exactly. you've written, what, maybe 10 articles on him coming to the UFC across, that never actually across, happened? Across both of them, yeah. We've probably done, you know, at least half a dozen articles, big articles. So he's mugged you off, mate. About joining the UFC, and both of them have uh, rejoining the UFC in GSP's case. And indeed what's happened, so. just, just a quick one regarding a couple of questions that I've had on social media this week about um, the broadcast rights for Bellator uh, London, few questions that have come my way. And I've answered it on social media, but other people might have the same question. I guessed when I was originally answering this question, but it's been confirmed in the last 24 hours. Uh, Bellator London will be aired on Spike UK because obviously they have the deal yeah, with Spike about US. Time, about time. Um, but the main card, so Rory McDonald against Paul Daly, will actually be on Channel 5. Oh, wow. Which I think is And that's going to be live? Live from 10 o'clock onwards. It's a late card, so between 10 o'clock and midnight it will be, um, that will be aired. So Brilliant. you might get a call oh, men class. there and then that's you'll get the main event as well, as well yeah. on Brilliant. Channel 5. So there you Love go. It. Spike, obviously on Channel 5 in the UK, yeah, yeah. hence that switchover. They're looking for a mainstream audience, which I think is a great idea. We've, we're a big fans of, yeah, yeah. obviously, that mainstream I just hope they start putting all Bellator shows on there now, you know. That'd be awesome. Fingers, even with the time difference, because at the end of the day, what, they, what, what are well, they putting on at the, that time of night? UFC, exactly. You're telling me Spike UK has decent content on a Saturday at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they've got they Dukes don't. of Hazard reruns, mate. <laughs> Do you not get up at five in the morning to watch Dukes of Hazard reruns? <laughs> you need to watch some fucking Daisy Duke in them hot pants. That's what you need to be watching, son. I ain't stopping that shit for Bellator. Bellator can fuck off. <laughs> on the mess, put some fighting on. There you go. Thank you very much once again for listening to our little ramble. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on board. And if you can send us those pictures of what, however you are consuming uh, the Fight Disciples podcast, that would be wonderful. At Fight Disciples on Twitter if you want to get in contact with us uh, regarding that. I expect to wake up tomorrow morning with loads of selfies of people up ladders. I don't, know. D- don't send us pictures of your missus naked or out like that, you know what I mean, whilst you're on the job. Because she'll never forgive you. The relationship will end. We'll publish them. We'll make it. We'll retweet it. We'll make other fighters retweet it, and you'll get yourself in shit. So don't do that. Okay. Just send us a nice little picture of how you are consuming the Fight Disciples podcast. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yep. That's what we want. Okay. Stockholm, especially. Let's see these Swedes. Man. You're desperate to get to Stockholm, you aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Desperate to get there. Uh, don't forget, you can join us um, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We will catch you next week because next week it is massive. 
The show is massive, baby, because Nick's best mate, Tyrone Woodley, is back in action against the Wonder Boy. It's part two of that. And then we've got the Russian Dynamo, yes. the killer that is Khabib, taking on Ferguson. my man, Tony Ferguson. <laughs> Will the unbeaten run come to an end for both of these men in the UFC? We will find out uh, on March the 4th, but we'll be previewing it next week. Make sure you come and join us in a bit. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.